You're listening to Salary Savvy, episode 33. On this podcast, we explore how to advance the wealth and careers of women in other marginalized communities in tech. Here, you'll find practical, actionable advice that helps you scale your career and unapologetically create a life you love. I'm your host, Chrissy Battle, and thanks for joining me on this journey. This week, we are talking about setting down unimportant things so that you can pick up more important things. And what I mean by that is if you've set really big audacious goals for yourself, then you aren't likely going to be able to just pile that on top of everything that you're already doing. So you can't just say, in addition to every other thing that I'm managing in my life, I'm also going to be taking classes or reading all these books or learning all these you know, really intricate, difficult skills to grow my career and still do everything else that I'm doing. Like that is just a recipe for burnout and stress. So this week we are talking about how to identify the things that you let go of either permanently or temporarily so that you can give yourself the the space to learn the things that you need to learn and to take on these new more impactful skills. So more impactful, meaning they're helping you work towards your specific career goals or personal goals more quickly. So in this episode, we're going to talk about why you're going to want to put some things down. We're going to talk about how you can target what you can put down, either temporarily or permanently. And then we're going to talk about how you can prepare yourself to live in that new reality once you've stopped doing things that you're currently doing, because I, I just want to prepare you, it's going to feel a little weird or uncomfortable and it can have an adjustment period. So I don't want to pretend like that's not going to happen. It's not like you just throw these things down and you feel unburdened. I mean, maybe it happens, but probably not. You feel like you're missing something or that you should be doing the, these things. You have to work through like in some ways, like kind of deprogram yourself or reprogram yourself to realize like, I don't actually need to do this thing that I really felt like I did. And that's okay. The first part of this is why do you have to put stuff down? It's just because it's going to be a recipe for burnout if you don't. So if you think that you're doing everything that you're doing right now, especially if you're working full time, a lot of us have a lot of things going on in addition to our careers. And so if we feel like we want to advance our careers and take on more stuff on top of all the other things that we're doing, you're going to get burned out and just be consumed by stress. So we have to figure out what you can put down in order to lighten your load and move forward more quickly. And I'm just going to give you a spoiler for a large large part of this episode. A lot of the things that I'm going to talk about are domestic. So a lot of domestic labor. And that's because that's coming from my own experience as a woman. So if you are a woman or someone else from another marginalized community who has to take on a lot of unpaid or invisible labor, there are probably things that you are just unconsciously doing or have been socialized to do that actually don't need to be done right now or to the level that you're doing them. Or there are other people 
in your life that can take on this work instead. So you can renegotiate that relationship is what I'm saying there. And part of this, part of identifying what you can put down uh, is just realizing that like just because you can do something or you've been told that you should do it or you feel like you should, it it doesn't actually mean that you need to do it. And so this episode is just really hopefully helping you reflect more objectively on just kind of doing an assessment of everything that's happening in your life, all the tasks that are expected of you and figuring out the least impactful thing that you can stop doing. And really, it's probably, like I said, going to boil down to domestic things. And that's just because if you are looking at all the tasks that you take on in your day-to-day life, I want you to think about the return on investment that you get from those tasks. So for the time that you spend doing that thing, what do you get in return? And how valuable is what you get in return? And the reason that I think domestic tasks are a great thing to target is because that is something that you can put down temporarily if you don't have the budget to invest in someone, to pay someone to help you, or if you don't have a partner to renegotiate who's taking on what tasks. Because if your house gets a little messy while you build your career for six months or a year, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to have to be okay with living in a little bit of chaos for a minute. And that can take some processing, but really how much, like let's say you're spending all of these hours each weekend, vacuuming your house, mopping your house, doing a deep clean of your kitchen, all of these things. How many hours is that taking you versus you being able to redeploy those hours? If you do it, maybe every other week or once a month, depending on what it is, instead of every week, the cleaning activity or the domestic task, if you just reduce the cadence of it, how many hours have you saved that you can then redeploy to something more impactful, more meaningful? So you're taking a class, you're reading books, you're meeting with your mentor, you're spending time working on meaningful projects or side hustles or whatever it is that you want to concentrate on that's a lot of time that you can immediately free up. So just some examples of things you can target. I already talked about cleaning, but think about laundry. Think about meal preparation. Like right now, if you're cooking really elaborate meals every single night, maybe there's something you can simplify there. If your budget allows, maybe you can just substitute in ordering in a healthier meal once a week to free up all of that time cooking the dinner, cleaning up after the dinner every week. If you have some disposable income right now that you want to throw at these problems, then there's a lot of things that you can actually do to buy back your time. So you can do things like hiring a cleaning service and it doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be the same you know, cadence that you're currently doing it. If you hire a cleaning service, let's say to come once a month and do a deep clean of your house, Usually, and I've used cleaning services for a while now, which is why I'm giving this specific example, but let's say a team of three people comes to your house. They clean your entire house, depending on the size in, you know, maybe one to three and a half hours. And the thing that I like about cleaners is that they're going to get your entire house all at once versus if you're cleaning, you're probably just doing a couple things each day and your house never really feels clean. It's just a lot, you know, kind of piecemealing it and it's never complete and it takes a lot of time. This team comes in, they get everything clean within a couple of hours. You have a base 
at that point that you can work from for the rest of the month. You have freed up so much of your time versus let's say it's going to take you eight to 10 hours to do the level of cleaning that they did in three or less. You've just gotten back whatever the value of 10 hours of your time is. You've gotten that back to then invest it in something else. The next thing that I really love is laundry service. So laundry service is actually a really great uh, like first thing to invest in, especially if you have a little bit of disposable income, but not too much. So laundry service, usually this is a service. Sometimes it offers pick up and drop off. So they will come and get your clothing or whatever you need laundered, launder it, fold it, bring it back, drop it off to your home. And usually it's relatively uh, inexpensive. So if I have a family of four, I would get all of our clothes washed. I would still wash our towels and our uh, bed linens and things, but I'd have them wash our clothes, fold them, bring them back. And I want to say it was around $40, I think actually less a lot of weeks for the family of four. So I freed up so much time for my husband and myself with the laundry service and just the stress. Like there's so much stress relieved by not having to fold 10,000 baby socks or all of your underwear, all these things that you can just have this wonderful service do. You can pay them for their time to give your time back. So there's lots of other domestic tasks. Maybe you can hire a personal assistant if your budget allows. Maybe you can do meal prep, hire a meal prep service. Um, There are lots of different options. Giving all these really long examples in this section, just because there are so many things domestically that you can target putting down to buy back your time. And again, this is if you have the disposable income to throw at it. If you don't, if you're on a tighter budget, you can intentionally decide to set some things aside for a while. So the dishes in the dishwasher, they don't have to be put away immediately. Maybe you do it every other day. If you have kids, toys can stay on the floor sometimes, right? Like you just need to be okay with a little bit more mess because realizing that you're getting back so much more time that you can invest in other areas. And I'm going to sound like a rebel for this one, but kids clothes, they don't need to be folded y'all. Like unless you're using that laundry service I mentioned uh, before and someone else is folding your clothes, just throw them in the drawer or have your kids throw them in the drawer. They're going to get wrinkled and muddy and stained and trampled anyway. Like just spending time folding all these tiny toddler clothes. It just doesn't make sense. And then if you have a a partner or if you live with roommates, this is also a conversation that you can have with them about redistributing the labor. So maybe they take on cleaning the bathrooms more frequently or being on kitchen duty or vacuuming or just making sure that the domestic labor is more evenly distributed or coming up with a temporary arrangement with them to say, hey, for the next three months, If you can take on this extra thing for me, then I'll do this for you in return. Or if it's a a domestic partner or your part, uh, your spouse, then you can just talk about like, hey, I'm going after this bigger thing that's going to benefit our entire family. I need you to step it up a little bit more over the next three months so that I can go after this more fully. So there are lots of options here for how you can put things down in order to free up that space for yourself. And a couple of other points here for this last piece, just managing your new short-term reality when you're living in maybe a little bit more chaos or mess, or just you've given up something that 
you typically would prefer to have done, then the things that are going to help you navigate the short-term period. The first one is if you're asking someone else, like if you've negotiated with someone else to do this for you, to pick up some of the slack or to take on these tasks temporarily, the first thing is you're going to have to lower your standards. Like people are not going to do like what you have asked them to do, probably to the standard that you would have done it. If it's done 80% of the way that you would have done it, or it's 80% cleaner or 80% complete, like y'all, it's close enough. It's close enough for now. Like don't spend the stress and the energy freaking out about micromanaging this versus just being like, you know, it's taken care of. It's good enough for now. I'm going to focus my energy on this more important thing. And letting go of something and not having it done to your standard or not having it done at all can be challenging. And so one of the things that can help you let go is really just focusing on the fact that you decided to let it go. Like saying to yourself, you know what? This is not a focus area right now. So instead of being all stressed out about this, I'm just going to be cool with the mess for a minute. And I'm going to decide that this is worth the thing that I'm going after. And when you can do that, I feel like it gives you more of a sense of control because this is your choice. You've chosen to be in this environment for a minute so that you can have or do something different. And I know that I focus pretty much solely on domestic domestic tasks in this episode I am absolutely not saying that that is the only thing that you can put down. I'm just talking mostly from my experience because that was the best thing, the easiest thing for me to put down that was able to free up space and bandwidth, mental capacity, stamina, all of these amazing things because I found domestic tasks that I could set aside for a minute. So if that's not relevant for you or if you already have a system for that or Let's say you already have the disposable income and you've already hired all that out. Then just target, think about that return on investment we talked about a few minutes ago. Like just do an audit of your life, of all the things that you do every day and spend time on. Things that take up a pretty good chunk of your time, let's say more than a couple of hours a week. Can you just ask yourself, like, can I stop doing this for a while? Like, or can I find someone else to help me? And if the answer to either of those questions is yes, then explore that a little bit more deeply. Like, okay, if I stop doing this, even if no one can help me, how much time would I get back? And can I use that time in a more valuable place? Or if I can hire someone to do that, how much would that cost? How much would that be relative to the time it takes me or relative to the the value that I could get from spending that time somewhere else? And some things might make sense and some things might not. But that's really the question you're asking yourself. Like, what's the ROI on this? What's that return on investment for the time that I'm going to get back from whatever it is that I've stopped doing? So put your feelers out for everything. Do that audit. Write down all the things that you do in the week. If you don't have any like immediate domestic tasks that come to mind, do that audit. Just see what makes sense or what would give you that better return on your time. And just as a closing thought here, this entire process of building your career isn't about piling on more, okay? More equals burnout. 
What it's about is making sure that you are taking on more important things by setting down less important things. Thanks so much for listening this week. I will see you back here next week. Bye for now.